You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us and we should treat them the same way with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Gray Block Pizza. Gray Block, it is made from scratch to scratch that itch to stay human. Get that Gray Block Pizza, 1811 Pico Boulevard in Los Angeles. This episode is brought to you by Hood Hat, and that is a hat right here. You can go to hoodhat.com to get that hat. I'll also put them on the Instagram. And this one says Los Angeles, Echo Park. This one is in Dodger Blue because you love the Dodgers, don't you? We also have Inglewood hat in purple and gold. Get a hood hat. A hood is where you're from. Aren't you from somewhere? Well, let people know. We also have hood hat for rich people like Beverly Hills, um, Brentwood, Bel Air, Malibu, uh, fucking somewhere rich. Um... Hidden Hills, if you want that Drake, Kanye, Calabasas lifestyle. We also have that Fairfax hat, if you want to get that, you know, that Canner's Deli. You know, Fairfax, it's that, that, Rodeo, that Rodeo Drive of Judaism. You can get that hat for yourself, for anyone. Use code HOODUSA, H-O-O-D-U-S-A, for 20% off. This weekend, I'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm also coming soon to Minneapolis, Chicago, Nashville, Toronto, Appleton, Wisconsin, and a few other places. You can get all the tickets at theovon.com slash tour, T-O-U-R. Also, do you like animals? Some people do, some people don't. Well... We're doing an episode coming up about animals. So if you have a, an experience that happened with an animal, it could be a thing where maybe you, you know, you had an animal and something crazy happened. You had an animal and maybe y'all took things to like a unique level, you know, emotionally or spiritually. Uh, maybe you had an animal that saved your life. Maybe you had an animal that you caught an animal trying to do something sneaky with your child. If you have an, uh, an amazing experience that happened with an animal, hit the hotline. Don't hit the hotline and just say, look, I got a snake. His name is, you know, fucking Reginald. I don't care about that. I need a real experience that happened with you and an animal. The hotline is 985-664-9503. And now today's episode is really uh, just a superb human. He does a lot of new stuff. He's got a great new podcast called... Inside of you. He also played Lex Luthor in um, in Smallville on television. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Michael Rosenbaum.
hair looks great. Thanks, man. Really I just up. got up, bro. Really? I fucking had. Uh, just haven't been sleeping that good. I just got back from China, so. <clears throat> we rolling, bud? All right, cool. Um, dude, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. It seems like it was a little, uh, I wouldn't say messy. Yeah. But it seems like I walked in, the first thing you said was, uh, you look like shit. Yeah. Which was, was that true? Was that a true statement? I mean, first of all, move the mic down a little bit. You're hiding behind the mic. Okay. Which is a novice, novice podcaster. Yeah, my bad. Move, okay. Second, did I think you look like shit? How do you think you look? Well, I thought this was just a podcast. I thought, you know, uh, we weren't going to video it, so I walked off. I brought my uh, cutoff sweatpants and the LeBron shirt that hasn't been washed. Wow. And uh, Immediately on the LeBron wagon. Well, no. See, uh, I'm, I'm one of those guys who just, I don't really know anything about basketball. I couldn't name five players, but I, I like LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, and people give him shit. And I don't, yeah. we don't talk sports, but the, the fact that he was in Cleveland, moved just to get a championship, came back to Cleveland, won a championship, then came out to L.A. Yeah. At, at the end of your career, you've done everything. Why not play for the Lakers? Yeah. You know, and I live here, so it'd be fun to see him. So yeah, I'm right. on the wagon. Fuck it. Did now who was uh, also on the wagon is who? Michael Rappaport is he on the wagon or he hates LeBron? He hates LeBron. Does he, he hate hates it? LeBron? Ha! So now LeBron's out here. That's well, it. I'm a Knicks fan, and it, we just we have nothing to root for. Well, you guys put all that money on Carmelo. Was, yeah, he's just terrible. He's not a champion. Well, he's just a, a not a team player, right? That's what I felt, and yeah. so yeah, it was a little disconcerting to watch that those years. You and you're a hockey guy, right? Big hockey fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love hockey. I, I think now, it's the best sport. When in the you world. saw that, like, because recently the Las Vegas Knights, right? Yeah, that's right. We're you're not a hockey happen. fan, are you? I'm not a hockey fan. Well, I grew up in Louisiana. We didn't even have. I remember one time we got some ice, and uh, <laughs> one time you got ice. Everybody used it. Yeah, people <laughs> used it to keep meat cold and everything like that, and that was it. <laughs> If you'd have been caught skating on that, dude, somebody would have beat your ass. Beat your ass, yeah. Well, it would have just been treason, you know. It would have been high treason, actually, you know, skating on a just a you know such a usable good. Well, I grew up in Indiana, Southern Indiana. We had like there was there was like a rink or two, so that's where I started playing hockey. So I guess when kid. you get down to that Midwest, you can still maybe get an occasional rink. Yeah, Indiana. Once you get down to Louisiana, I think yeah, you're right. I don't I don't really know a lot of people that play in Louisiana. There's yeah. not a lot of NHL players from Louisiana, right? But uh, yeah, uh, we were close, relatively close to Michigan, a couple hours. Chicago, oh, yeah. Ohio, cold, cold states. Chicago's not a state, but it's a city. Did you feel? But it could be a state. It could be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It depends. Also, if you have a mentally handicapped friend who doesn't know that much, and he might think it's a state, or he for might sure, think it's a... for sure. A theme park. Some people think it's a theme park. Chicago's a theme park? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> you think true. Chicago's a theme park? The whole Midwest is a theme park for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm from La Crosse, Wisconsin. So oh, really? Lo- yeah, I love Chi-Town. That's a cold place, man. Very cold. Very That's why cold. I'm here. Yeah, those people, yeah, they get cold over there. And yeah. there's a lot of uh, it's premature baby country, too. You know that? Premature baby country? Yeah, isn't it? I think that was just <laughs> afflicted me. <laughs> what know, is premature baby country? Theo is convinced I'm a premature baby, and I, I didn't say that. I don't know my biological parents that well, so it's it's quite possible. <laughs> so you at think you smoke- just came out too soon? Yeah, at least smoking during pregnant pregnancy. He seemed like he just got here early sometimes. Oh, I feel like I yeah I, I that makes. Do you ever sense. feel that about yourself? Yeah, right now, really? I just I didn't sleep well last night. My dog was moving around. Uh, yeah, I just kind of feel out of it. Uh, you I think sleep I might have been in the bed with the dog. I do sleep in the bed with the dog, and I, you know, for some reason, every night I think, you know what, this night I'm going to have him sleep outside of the door, and he's going to sleep outside of the room, and I'm going to get some good sleep. But there's something about it now that I, I, I need his warmth. Now, do you start to worry that that like will replace? Because you're not married, right? No. 
Now, do you worry, though, that that, like, you know, that, say, whatever, like, vibe you were going to, like, say your instincts were, like, thinking, oh, it would be nice to have a woman here, that you fill those with the dog, and then you end up not, you know, like, it's just less of a push to get married? I mean, if you even want to or to have a... I don't know. The dog's 10, which is 70, really, and uh, I've been dating this girl for, like, six months, and uh, she likes the dog. Oh, she does. But she needs sort of needs the dog on the bed, too. Maybe it's her safety net, too. It's like, mm. oh, he's here, but I kind of need the dog to balance things out. Yeah. It also separates us a little, so you don't have to cuddle or do oh, some yeah. shit like that. You know, the dog's like, hey, buddy, come right in there in the middle. Yeah. And the dog just gets there, and you're like, all right, fuck off for a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I like dating uh, a woman who doesn't always have to be always be so attached. Oh yeah, I think touching next touching somebody while you sleep sometimes can be really bizarre. I think it's rude. Yeah, if you're sleeping, don't you know? There's no reason to touch. Someone. Well, you know, a lot of countries don't do it. It's really an American thing. Is it? Yeah, you don't see people in France doing that. Oh, the French are. Who gives a fuck what they do? I feel like, <laughs> but it's like um, if you go to some other real countries, right? Um, I think real yeah, countries. Yeah, you don't. Um, the only reason, yeah, yeah. Well, look, the only reason France isn't gone is because people are, you know, kind of trying to be patient with them. But I think that um, that if you go to some real countries, yeah, dude, you go to Russia, you go to, like, Nigeria, Senegal, these people are not sleeping next to not snug, hugging at night. It's almost <laughs> insane to hug someone and also be asleep at the same time when you think about that. Yeah, that's really weird. Some people need to hold on to people to fall asleep. Are you a are you a cuddler? Do you do you have a girlfriend? No. Um I have a yeah, I've got a girl that I've been, I yeah, I got a girl that I've been seeing and we but well, we do not sleep on the same bed. You know. <laughs> You sleep on the same bed. Well, we sleep on the same bed, but we sleep in separate realms of it. Yeah. Like, like I roll over, I'm a, I'm facing the wall, mm-hmm. and she faces the wall on the other side. Yeah. I think that's really important. It's like, give, give me my space. Yeah. I like to roll. I punched her in the face the other night um, inadvertently. Mm-hmm. Um, I just rolled over for a stretch in the middle of the night, and bam. And I just... Are you a hard stretcher? I'm a harder puncher. <laughs> 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 you know what? Uh, it... it well, I, it just was one of those things where I felt so bad. I didn't. I'd never punched a girl, mm-hmm. and you and know. was it out of a cold sleep? And then you hit. Like, oh yeah, it? I was like, oh my god. And she's like, what happened? I'm like, I punched you in the face. Yeah, the dog's angry. Yeah, yeah. fucking the yeah. You know, the dog wasn't there at that time. Oh. See, that shows you I need the dog there. Yeah, I was uh, actually sharing a bed with a friend of mine, and we were just sharing a hotel room, a buddy, and then we each met some girls one time, and we were all sharing beds in New York. And out of a, I was in a dead sleep, just in a, and I like punched, like actually punched a, um, this girl that was with me. This you almost week. said chick, didn't you? Not, not, I mean, she was of age. Everyone was of age, and we, uh, and I, and I, like punched her. I woke up and I had punched, like I, it just no happened. reason. No, were you drunk? It would no. It was a scary, just skim scary dream or something that happened. And she was rushing, dude, and she had a straight cranium on her, bro. She had a fucking. You know, from like the temples up, she was like Buster Douglas, you know? So it didn't even phase her? She had a real top piece. It definitely woke her up, <laughs> you know? Did you feel bad? She was like, I think I have to go pee. That was it. <laughs> strong woman right yeah. there. Strong woman could take a little punch oh, dude, like that. Yeah. Wow, holy shit. And it may, honestly made me, and I, and I don't mean like, it made me like almost respect, like, wow, like that's a, this is a real tough lady, you know? Yeah, you need a tough woman in your life. Dude, I had a woman one time in Brazil put her hand in my in my pocket to steal my money, right? And this is a dark woman. I guess she was uh, she was in America. They would say a black woman in Brazil. I'm not sure if it was you know. Sometimes people say like an 
you know, it's different kind of colors, different connotation, different vibe or whatever. But she looked like a, a kind of a black woman in America. And she put her hand in my pocket on all my money and was pulling it out. And so I take my other hand and like pin her hand against my side. And then she's still trying to do it. And so um, now I pull my hand out of my own pocket. I have her hand pinned against my side and we're punching each other with our loose hands, me and this woman. You're, you're trading blows with this woman from Brazil? And she was a fucking man. In the face? Yeah, in the neck. I mean, bro, yeah. She was going to steal. She would have stolen anything. She would have stole my, she would anything I put in her hand, she was going to steal. Or didn't put in her hand because I didn't put it <laughs> Yeah, why would hand. you want to do that? Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. And she was stealing everything. And man, I felt like I was getting stolen from. And you just changed, like, exchanged blows with your opposite <clears throat> hand, your loose hand? Yeah, and it's harder than you think. Like, if you have, like, one of your hands kind of pinned if against it's your. Crossed, that one's crossed, and yes. you're trying to do one of these, these little. Yeah, that's a weird way to fight someone. Yeah. That should be on TV, those matches. Yeah, one arm uh, the Alanis Morissette fight, one hand in my pocket, <laughs> yeah, and just yeah. another in your neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that'd be great. We should start that. Do the Alanis Morissette fights? Yeah, what do you think, man? <laughs> dude. I'm into it. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. That's a great idea. What oh, would man. be another cool sport to start? Um, you ever think about something like that? Yeah, another sport. Shit, man. There's so many... We need a new sport, you know? What sport do you think is going to go? Something naked. I, I'd love like to see people. Like, naked and Afraid is such a big thing now. I mean, people love that show. Imagine yeah, it, you're doing a sport like Naked. You don't like that idea? Yeah, uh-uh. I don't. Is there something playing? Sorry, I just kept hearing something. Um, if the, if, Do I like a Naked? I like Naked and Afraid, but... You hear that? I think that's fighter and the guy. Oh, it could be. Um, do you uh but if I had to pick a sport, here's my question. Do you th- what sport do you think is gonna disappear first? That's what I wonder. Because I don't know if all of these sports are gonna stay afloat forever, you know? I Baseball's mean, definitely gotten boring. It's gotten boring, but I think it's gonna just it's just so Midwest, so universal, you know. Well, I wouldn't say universal, but just for that's America, you know, it's like people think uh you know football with all the injuries and the head injuries and they lost a lot of i mean it, i don't know if that will ever go away but now it's getting more and more dangerous so right i mean they're gonna take ho- fighting out of hockey i don't shit i don't know that everybody so you know what's funny is everybody who loves soccer says soccer is gonna be the biggest sport in the world it is the biggest sport in the world because the world cup right but so every four years you have to hear how it's the best sport in the world mm-hmm. i don't agree with that and then you don't hear about it anymore. For four more years. In America. I mean, I think in the yeah. rest of the world, yeah, it's great. I mean, I think the World Cup's amazing. I love. I, I watched as many games as I could. Yeah, I don't great. watch soccer. The second I turn on American soccer, it's not appealing at all to me. Yeah, and I just like a sport where there's more goals scored. I mean, yeah. I just don't want to watch, eh, hey, there's 90 minutes and nothing's happened. Oh, yeah. that guy fell down again. Yeah. It's competitive and fun in the, in the World Cup. But yeah, American soccer, I don't know. We're going to get reamed for I that. would like to watch a guy who's like texting around on his wife, but also living with her, like in the same house, you know, but sneakily texting other women. I think if you could, if they could. Turn That's down. a sport. It is. It's definitely one of the most popular sports in America. <laughs> I wish that they had a way to make it like a way that we could keep score at home and like watch it. You know, I feel like I wonder if more natural things that we do as humans, if we just videotape those. You know what I'm saying? Since there's going to be more like we're getting into the 
into the time where everything is video like truman show kind of shit where it's just all the time right and then somehow within those idiosyncrasies or behaviors of humans become like a sport you know what i'm saying yeah i think that could be kind of cool because i think a lot of guys probably do that a lot of women do that yeah you know they're like acting like their lives all great bouncing around the house and secretly texting some right yeah you've never done that you seem like a good guy you wouldn't do that oh no man i've struggled a lot man i've struggled a lot with that kind of stuff dude that stuff's hard cheating yeah you've struggled with cheating yeah i've never been good at it what about you never been good at cheating or never been a cheater i've been a cheater and i've never been good at cheating i've been good at it but it never ends well in the end it it's i've never been good at it because it makes me feel like a bad person but i'm unable to like not do it you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's a tough one. I've never, believe it or not, I've never cheated. Wow. And I haven't been, I've been in some, relate, but yeah, it's tough for me. I just can't live with myself. Like you said that I'm just not good at, I just feel so horrible. Yeah. Like why am I, what, why would I do this? Yeah. You know, there's even like, you know, some girl gave me her number like years ago and I was dating this person. She goes, hey, call me. And she was so pretty. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then afterwards I took her number and I deleted it. I was like, oh my God, what did I do? Because I felt like this is, you know, this is, I shouldn't be doing this. Is, mm. she, is the girl doing this to me? I don't know. I'm weird like that. Yeah. But there's a lot of no, cheating that goes on. you're not weird like that. I mean, that's the right way to do it. Yeah. And it's also like a balancing. Even like when you're dating, man. Have you ever noticed this? When you're dating, it's like you always have, you know, it, especially when you're in your 20s or 30s. How old are you now? I'm in, I'm in my 30s. I'm 38. Yeah, I'm 46. Are you really? Yeah, I can't be doing this shit. So when you said that you look like shit, I probably look better now. You look better now. Because I don't look for maybe 40. I look like four, early 40s, maybe. You look better now than when you came in the room. Really? I've woken up a little bit? Yeah. Oh, good. That's a treat. By the end of this, you could look fucking really good. I Brad could look Pitt. 40. Brad Pitt, he throws at me. You wow. kind of look Brad, like Brad Pitt on your picture the past weekend with Theo Vaughn. That's a really handsome picture. You are a handsome guy. I'm an eight, bro. Well, I got a big nose and my eyes are kind of a little too Polish. My Dak, my friend Dak said I was an eight. He says you're a six in looks and a ten in personality, so you're a solid eight. So Did I was he like, really? hey, that's cool. Eight's the one to get. It's universal. You know, it's kind of it's filled out. Like you know, I think eights kind of know some of the strengths and know their weaknesses. Ten seem. Imagine being a ten. Dude. Nah, I can't do it because you're only going one way. Yeah, down. Only if you're a down. 10, you're only going down. That's why I feel like all these hot guys, like Bradley Cooper and, you know, yeah, they're gorgeous. He looks like a llama a little bit, though. He looks like a, like kind of a strong llama. A strong llama, good-looking llama. You know what I'm saying? He's long and, you know, it's a little too long, you know? Really think, so, you know, the thing is, is if he's a 10 now, you only got one way to go. For us, guys like us, well, you're better looking than me. I'm like, but I feel like, hey, when I get older, I'm not, maybe I'll look a little better. Right. Or I won't, you won't, here's the difference. You won't notice when I start to look worse. Right. As you will somebody who's really good looking. Right. When they get a little worse, everybody notices. Oh, yeah. what happened to Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Well, God, he really fell off and all he did was, uh, you know, he has a little bit of jam on his cheek from breakfast. Some jam. Yeah. That's all it was. It was a little jam and he's just going downhill. We have jam yeah. on our cheek. Yeah. It's cute. People are like, oh God, look at that God, guy. That cute look at jam. That smucker bunny. <laughs> you know? true yeah that's my theory on all of it well dude that you know I, I love that that is the best thing about being an eight it's like you have room to grow <laughs> you have room to flow kind of a little bit you know what yeah. i'm saying you have the potential you could show up and be an eight and a half at a wedding you know that's what I'm true saying? you throw on a suit theo vaughn yeah and you are kicking close to an eight and a half nine yeah i bet you, you clean up real well no 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 
I don't think that, but I think that you can look like I, I love this. So I love the I, I love the idea that everybody should think that they're an eight because here's what I also think is that you know like like your buddy Dax told you that you have that you're a ten in personality and a six in looks, right? And if his calculations could be off, dude, or they could be you know pretty correct. But the thing is, is that it's great to have. I feel like we all even out. It's all fucking evens out, dude. So it's like so, like somebody that's rich could be a fucking piece of shit, right? Yeah. Somebody that has one arm could have a huge dick, right? Somebody that has somebody that can't read could be Rain Man. You know, it's so like, everybody has their strengths, is what you're saying. Like yes, everybody has it, their strengths. But it's all in in the end, if you're able to get a complete look at somebody, it all evens out. So I think everybody is an eight, really. Well, that's you know? nice of you to say that. I think everybody's you think an eight. Nick's an eight? Was it Nick? He could do it, dude, but he was born early. Yeah, you're a premature baby. I, I may be a six, but if I was full term, I'd be an eight. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. He'll live probably 80 years. He'll never hit nine months. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he'll live 80 years, but he'll never be a fully oh, he'll be that ripe, eight month, a he'll be that child. eight month journeyman. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He's like Sam Perkins or whatever of like genetics. Was your mom a stoner or anything like that? Oh, come on, guy. She, she, she was all those things. Well, my mom was. My mom was on Valium and a lot of drugs and things like that. And, uh, uh, a lot of drugs and also schizophrenia. Oh, wow. She had schizophrenia? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you should see this documentary called uh, Three Identical Strangers that's yeah. out right now. It's pretty fucked called up. called Looking for Nick Davis. Have you Looking seen for that? Nick Davis. <laughs> Old Nick Davis. Premature. Yeah. Dude, how, where is the premature baby documentary and how that all plays out? I wonder how that affects children. Yeah. Can I follow you around for the rest of the day? <laughs> Absolutely. Just for the day. I just want to see what your life's like. <laughs> All right. I'm going to be here for the next 12 hours. So. <laughs> Do you think that you have like any of that stuff? Like the, your mom's schizophrenic? Is she really schizophrenic? She really is. And I, I've totally like, they always say like 30 is kind of like this point where it's safe. And I've always kind of taken self inventory, been like, am I fucking crazy right now? But I think I'm cool. I yeah. think I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and now once you get through the 30s and you're safe of, 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 of having like a, the onset of it or no? That, that's like all the literature says. I mean, I'm sure there's anomalies that happen later 30s, but everybody says late 20s, you're kind of, you're kind of safe. Mm. What are signs? I just want to know what signs are. So if we see any in the next 30, 45 minutes in here, yeah. we could let you know. Hearing voices. Uh, well, we, so did, we heard that. <laughs> hearing so, two right now. What if you're not even in a podcast studio? Theo might be. Uh, <laughs> You're you're right. I might not even be producing this podcast because yeah, it's also delusion, delusions of grandeur. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sitting in a room with Michael Rosenbaum and Theo Vaughn right now. I don't think so. <laughs> is that is that anything like borderline personality schizophrenia? You know uh, what that is? I'm uh, not a psychologist. Borderline personality yeah. disorder? Uh uh-uh. uh uh. Uh uh. It'd be great to have a guest on that has it so we could talk about that though. You don't have any issues. Um, what do I have? I think I'm probably a little bit on the autism thing somewhere, you know? Outside of that, what else? ADD? Dude? Yeah, I think I have attention deficit disorder. I'm trying to think of what else outside of that, dude. Depression? Yeah, probably depression. What else? <laughs> you said nothing, and we've already named three. But those, to me, are ble- like, those are like... They're blessings? Well, they're just easy. Those are, like, people have real fucking issues. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, America has, like, so... It's almost like we get into this creature comfort. To, like, it's almost like having a disease has become, like, a creature comfort in a weird way. I think you're right, man. It's, like, almost like... You know, and I feel like that, like, it's it's nice in a way that everybody can express, like... 
hey, I have depression or I have this. And that's that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, yeah, now we're seeing everybody's got something wrong. Yeah, everybody's got that, it. But isn't that warming? Isn't that like uh, kind of like a nice thing to, not that I want wish people bad right. things, but to know that everybody's got their shit. So it makes you feel like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not worse than anybody. I'm, right. Everybody's struggling. Everybody's got their shit. Right. So that's good. It's good to know that, hey, you have a little depression. I have a little depression. You have a little yeah. anxiety. Yeah. You get anxiety? Oh, yeah. You have anxiety attacks? Um, no, I used to get them more when I was younger. I don't get them that much anymore. Yeah. You know? But it's um, nice to know. He has schizophrenia. Yeah. You know, you've got a little shit going on. I got shit. We're, we're human. Yeah, no, I think it's... Uh, look, I, I try to live in that space that, you know, I feel like... I feel like the one place... I feel like well, Hollywood's done a bad job of of acting like people are human, you know? It's like they create this idea that people aren't, and then they just mm. use those elements to, like, kind of sell stuff or to, um, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of Hollywood celebrities who are kind of stuck in a way. Like, they miss, like, they got to, they're in this old world where they can't just be themselves. Yeah. And then there's, like, another generation that's just like, oh, I'm just being whatever I want to be. That kind of is like, kind of like Instagrammers and YouTubers, those people that are just kind of making their own way that don't really need Hollywood as much, you know? Right. Um, anyway, that's one thing I just kind of noticed in the industry. Uh, yeah, but I think it's important. Like, I mean, it's funny because you know you're coming on my podcast, yeah, and that's I didn't even know what I was going to do with the podcast, but that's what it turned into. It became therapy for me, mm-hmm. and then it became therapy for the guests, and then people were listening, going, "Hey, these people are talking about real shit, just like about anxiety and all this stuff." Yeah. And I think that's what's like kind of. It's important to see like everybody's got their shit. Yeah, we all have our shit. Man. Oh yeah, well we're just broken. I mean, we're all broken. Yeah, we're not well, you know. But I also think that it. I, I do believe, or I'm starting to believe, and I could be totally wrong, is that it, it's like there's this thing where you you get so comfortable as a country. Like I was just in China the other day, the, this past week, and those people don't seem like they're thinking about that kind of shit everybody's doing stuff everybody's cruising and moving forward it just seems like everybody's in the past or fucking not rip in china they're ripping off the rearview mirror moving forward yeah and it seems like we're kind of like in this place where it's like you can dawdle like you can be taken care of by the gut like it's like there's just so many like there's tell there's like fibromyalgia, which is remember is a television disease that started is it not real you don't think that's real fibromyalgia What? You, you don't think that's real? What is it from? A f- snake bites? What the fuck is it from, dude? I don't know. Chronic fatigue. <laughs> yeah, sure. Bro, like, if I'm you're always fucking... tired. I got fibromyalgia. Dude, look. <laughs> if you've seen 600 episodes of fucking Prices, right? Yeah, you're always tired. I've probably seen quite a few. You know, I'd like to buy a Z. That's all you're doing. Fucking get up that's and go. That's not Prices, right? That's Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking but about. But I do dude. know what you're talking you know what about. I'm saying, and I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. That's so fucking true, man. Dude, I, I think that you just nailed it, man. I think, and I hate to say it because people are out there listening who have that. I thought you were going to say there's people out there who are going, hey, people know the difference between Prices, right and the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> right what the fuck are you talking about? But I go, yeah, I, li- I like that idea. That moving forward, because I think, you know, my therapist once said, he stood up in front of me with his genitals in, in front of my face. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not naked genitals. Was it studs a, off of uh, Melrose? Well, it sure might have been. It might have been. Club? It was the rage over okay. in Santa Monica. And he stood over him and he goes, Michael, you've got one foot in the past. You've got one foot in the future. And he grabbed his genitals and goes, and you're pissing on the present. Wow. 
And I thought that was incredibly profound. Sands the genitals in the face. <laughs> but I really felt like, you know, he's right. It's so simple. That's so simple. Everybody's always worried about, oh, my God, Marsha, she she told people I was the bitch. Yeah. Or, oh, my God, your, your, your brother is an asshole. He's like, 20 years ago, this happened. Everybody's always thinking about all this shit. Or, oh, my God, I just need money. I just need this. I need this to be happy. And we all do it. Yeah. We need all these things that we don't have. We're worried about the future. What's the what's the past? The past is fucking me. And if you just try, and there's a lot of shit right now going on with meditation. And, and by the way, it's great. It's great. Like, I never did. I always looked down on it. I was like, meditation? Yeah. What the fuck? I don't need to meditate. And I wake up, and I'm like, 15 minutes to just take my thoughts away. All the other shit. And just sort of be here. Yeah. And it's weird, and that shit, it, it does help to it try. It's hard out. to be present. It's really hard to be present. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this last night. Like, it's hard to be present. Like, especially now, I think our phones are something that take us out of, you're still present. I was just going to say it. But yep. you're in, like, a different packet. You know, it's kind of like you're repurposed. It's like you're being repurposed or repackaged or your, yeah, your attention is being taken out of your presence. So it's like you're still present, but your attention is... I don't limited. know. Limited. Yes. Well, how about this? How about how many times you think that we're talking right now? If we weren't on this, there'd be sort of a, I don't know, a propensity to just kind of grab your phone. Like, you know, we t you're with your girlfriend or you're with your friend. You're like, yeah, man. So yeah. how's work going? It's all pretty good. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. I'm glad you finally got a job. That's so cool, Rob. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And then you're on your phone. It's almost like you're compelled to just, you're always thinking about, I got to get a check. What do, you, what do we have to check? What's the, we got, we got an email five seconds later. Yeah. Somebody said I might miss something. They're like, what if I miss, you know, what if something happens? The reality is this, it, what happened in the eighties and nineties, dude, I, I'm, I miss that. I really do. I'm not yeah. knocking technology, but don't you just, I remember when my friend Danny Cutter recall, I still remember his number eight, one, two, eight, five, three, six, four, six, four. And you guys can call that actually. You can call it. You can call it. And ask for the late... Shit, I shouldn't have given you that number. He didn't live there anymore. That's he doesn't? Four families later. But you can still call and ask for and Daniel Cutter. Then you can still ask for Daniel Cutter. And say, is he there? And, and they're going to like, he doesn't live here anymore. And be like, well, look, he, he used to. Yeah, and say, if you see him, tell him to meet me at Newburgh Cinema <laughs> at 8 p.m. Uh, we're going to see uh, Last of the Mohicans. Yeah, we're going to see uh, Pink Cadillac. Yeah, dude. We'll see you I, there. And that's what we did. And you just hoped he'd be there yeah you thought hey danny's gonna meet me there at eight and it's gonna be all right yeah and you have to check your text every 10 minutes to see if he's gonna cancel or you just showed up at newburgh civitan and right and then your attention was you were excited about seeing him so it's like yeah your attention was like you're like oh, oh yeah where's my buddy you're thinking about the movie you know your your attention and your focus are in those things whereas like yeah it's just like our focus gets taken away for a little bit that's the that's the thing so it's like you know, it's, um, I don't know yet. Like waters down, it waters, it waters everything down in a weird way. It's like, yeah, I know I'm going to see my sister, but I've already talked to her five times this week, or I've already texted with her 20 times this week. It's hmm. like, it's just not the same, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe there's something, there's something we can do. Like I, I do a thing where we're having breakfast or something with my friends and we're sitting there and I go, Hey, everybody's cell phone in the middle. Hmm. Everybody put their cell phones in the middle. Mm -hmm. If you want your cell phone, you're paying for breakfast. If you wow. grab your phone, you're paying for breakfast. Mm. Let's all have an hour where we just sit here and talk to each other. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's... I could just, see that. I'd eat breakfast with you probably in silence sometime. You do? Oh, you have to in talk silence? still? 
you would. You're like, wait, does that mean I have to talk to you? <laughs> Fuck! Uh, I I was be a yeah, you don't liar. have to, but as long as you're present, as long as you're just looking, eating your food, and you're there, and you're not distracted by anything other than the food, but that's okay. That's I'll deal with that. If Theo just wants to have his food, nothing wrong with that. Um, I was thinking the other day, I was thinking yesterday, man. So, you know, we all have family members that have passed away or whatever. My dad passed away when I was kind of young, maybe 16, not super young. But I was thinking yesterday, I was like, man, I would, it'd be nice to see my dad, right, to spend time with him. But then I started thinking, but how long would I hang out with my dad before I'd be like, man, dad, I'm going to go do something. I'm playing you know? with birds. Yeah. I'm going to go fucking... Like, how long before you hanging out with somebody you haven't seen your whole life you would give anything to see, to spend time with? And then you saw them. And then how long till you fucking peek at your phone? You know what I'm saying? How long? Hey, this is so great. I'm so great. You're so glad you're alive. I just want to check the Dow real quick. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're down 40. I'm going to call my business manager real quick. Yeah. uh, Yeah, you know what? It's crazy, but it's crazy to think. (sighs) That's a crazy thought because you think, oh, my God, I'd spend every waking hour for the next 20 years. Right. But no, you wouldn't. And the reality is, too, is I don't see my family that much. I see my mom. She lives in Indiana. I I see her once a year for a couple days. I see my dad maybe once or twice a year. He lives in New York. Mm -hmm. I don't see my family very often. Mm. And, you know, the great thing about technology well, the opposite of what we were just talking about is I can FaceTime and see my grandfather, see right. my grandmother, see you know, see everybody. So that is pretty. So now, so now that's significant. It is. But, that is significant. But it, if I maybe if I didn't have it, I'd say I have to go visit them. I have to see them. Maybe right. I'd go see them more. But maybe this is a cop out. It's like oh, but I'm seeing them. Right. I'm seeing them on, the, on this phone here. So maybe. I don't know, man. Right. Like so, I wonder if we're going to start to evolve into like you're saying it right now. I have to see them. Right. I wonder if that ter- there's going to be some new f- turn of phrase or something that's going to be actually that I have to actually spend time, you know, like it, ha- you know, because yeah. it used to be, I-, I can't wait to see my grandparents, but now you visually, yeah. you get that, like that's been appeased, you know? Yeah. So it's like, then what is it going like? Virtual reality, touching my grandparents. Right. Or is it going to be Do that? Do you feel that grandma? Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. She's like, uh, what was that? That's warm. Yeah. And she comes and you're like, Oh wow, whoa, man. Whoa. I hope my grandma does it. Do grandma still come? Bro, this is we're gonna take this part out. <laughs> we have a lot you of You gir- started. I just was wondering if grandma's come. I don't know. Yeah, even but you think kept about. it going. I can understand a guy says something every now and then, you know. I didn't I just said I just wanted it as a question. I just like to be educated. There's no stupid questions. Look, I understand somebody throws a grenade into a fucking into a into a into a busy family dinner, you know? But you but throw the, it back. What's wrong with that? No, but the guy who picks it up and like shows it to everybody in the dinner. Is that you know what, what I saying? did? Yeah, so everybody's looking at it when it blows up. That's fucked up. So I showed that com- <laughs> uh, that com- grenade to everybody at dinner is what i did <laughs> i don't know man um all right i'll stop that i don't want to think about my grandma blanche coming either so dude, you're you're starting to look definitely better than when you walked in really yeah yeah i didn't i was asleep you know i really i was really i'm bummed if i looked like shit in the beginning i apologize and i, I appreciate your honesty theo yeah. but um i didn't know cameras i you know i think gianni he did we play hockey together on yeah he told me that and, and and i just and i i forgot i don't mm-hmm. read things that well i have add and i didn't know there were cameras but mm-hmm. i i'm okay i think your audience is probably cool like this i'm just shorts and a shirt i'm they not are. i'm not gonna wear a suit or anything i'm not a fancy pants well some people i think we're also thinking we come in as a little bit more of like your superhero attire <laughs> and also <laughs> yeah. but lex luther's not a superhero mm. um and he's a super villain he's super villain although yeah some people call him the like the anti-hero like or 
I don't know. Do you think he had the ability to? And for some of our listeners that that don't know, uh, Michael played Lex Luthor on Smallville, right? For seven years, man. Seven years. Yeah, it's yeah. a long haul. Yeah, it was a long haul. And do you start to feel as like, um, like, so as an actor and as a care, like having a character? Do you? Is, is there a certain part point like after a certain number of seasons or episodes or maybe it's immediate that the character actually starts to? feel more like yours and you're able to do some things yeah you know what's weird is it was like I, I was always like funny guy and doing you know i was doing some comedies at the time mm-hmm. i did with your buddy harlan williams who i love harlan. Who just yeah, I, you guys I, was, are buddies. I was taking a, a hike with tom green and harlan a couple of weeks ago wow. and they just randomly go that theo vaughn man is fucking funny have you seen his and tom's like yeah man and they start talking about you know, like That's yeah cool. he's a good guy just i had dinner with him at bobby lee's birthday party in the middle of nowhere yeah harlan's so nice he i don't know so tom nice. as well but yeah but they think the world but tom's canadian though and they're t- canadians canadian. are so nice yeah all all of them I think all of them are nice. Bro, how did they do it? And living right next to us. Yeah. That's in weird. The cold. In the cold, man. Um, what was I saying? Bro, my my I, I wake up in my ACs two degrees too long. I'm fucking furious. What dude. do you keep it on to sleep? Mm. I'm at 69. Are you? And I didn't say really, that to bro? be funny. But you're also Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah. Lex so Luthor. Yeah. Surprised. Oh, so anyway, yeah, the Lex Luthor thing. You know, I was always doing funny stuff. So when I got this role, I was like, they're going to fire me. There's no way I'm going to play this serious role. My friends were like, they cast you as this? And they shaved my head. And then I started wearing these suits. And I don't, you know. And it was, it was just... Did you think it could really be you in the beginning? Like, would, like it, uh, were you on... Like, Because sometimes you get cast as something, you're like, oh, this is... I can do this. And then sometimes you're like, maybe they see this. Maybe they see something that I don't fully see yet. Like, was there any of that? Or what was it? I was nervous. I had a lot of confidence. I gave the best audition of my life. They asked me, they go, hey, be serious here. Be dangerous here. Be funny here. Because there's 700 other guys auditioned for it. And I go, what did 700 other guys do that that you want didn't do that you want me to do right. and they said well just be dangerous be so i remember we had three pages of dialogue and i've told this story but i circled be charismatic here mm. be dangerous here be funny here right. and on three pages i chose to do that i made distinct right decisions i differentiated whatever and i just did it and i had a lot of confidence because i really at first didn't want it and i was like what is this i'm not gonna get i just for one of the i could be insecure as fuck i could be i could not have the uh uh the confidence and i did that day mm-hmm. and uh so when they cast me i was like they're gonna fire me this isn't me i can't i can't play this villain i can't and they shaved my head and i looked in the mirror and i go oh you look different you look mm. a little weirder not that bald people are real but i right. looked uh, weird I, I looked a little di- had this Some matrix did. bump on the back of my head which mm. i still had occipital bone and i just looked different and that helped me transform then they put armani suits on me look at me i wear t-shirts and sweats and that that was a problem too when i went out with women i think they thought they were dating lex luther and wow. they were dating lex loser i didn't right. have a suit i have a conversion van in yeah, the front but, yeah i just wasn't you know i wasn't like as cool and smart as they thought you know this character was yeah, sammy luther they got sammy sam luther, luther. <laughs> yeah but i just i fell into it and I, I got comfortable in the dialogue and they let me start to be myself in a way a heightened version darker version and I did had, that start to grow over time like did you start to because i know sometimes in the beginning of things they just you know they want to get things established like even just as like you know but were you able as a care are you able to like create the character more as time goes on 
and you know like what little bounds and things that that character can do on screen that are still going to come off yeah as- the biggest fight for me was they they were you know it's like when is he going to come evil i can't become evil but i could have moments and mm. i could have like little nuances and things like that that you could say oh there is that dark side there is that so it was me just trying to keep it in check because i knew i had six or seven seasons to do it in if the show was going to be successful wow. and I, if i got if i started twirling the mustache like Haha, then i was fucked you right know? i was like okay he's evil right but so it was one of those things like i'd call the guys and I'd say hey and they were great and collaborative we're trying to work on something now together alan miles who created smallville and mm. badlands into the badlands a bunch oh, of shit yeah yeah they're awesome and they were just like, I was like, hey, isn't this a little too menacing? He's like, you know what? We we wrote it, but we know you're going to play a little against that. Mm-hmm. F- always fight things. So the best thing to do when you're playing a villain or you're playing a, and I don't know if a lot of people do this, but this, the secret is play the opposite. If it's mm-hmm. it's if it's so dark, if you play the opposite, it's still going to be dark, but it's like you're not playing into the darkness. Right. Now the darkness is like a subtlety of yours. It's become subtle. So people will say, oh, when he did that with his eye, that was actually a twitch. Right. That's but, when you darkness know. really comes through. Yeah. And so it, it, it was fun. But I'm like mm. ADD like you. I kind of got like, I'm after season one, I'm like, okay, I did this. What's the next project? But I was wow. like, oh, you got six years left, buddy. But I, I it evolved and, and the character, you know, became kind of fun. And they let me sort of bounce around ideas and. You know, there's episodes where, hey, I knew I get to freak out in this episode because something happened so I could play this dark Lex. Mm. So I'm freaking out and being maniacal. There, I, I, I can't, you know, Wes Craven once told me it was the best. Wes Craven, the murder man, the what, mystery, murder mystery. Well, man. he's director, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. <laughs> mystery murder man. Yeah, well, but he, he, he's one of my favorites and I worked with him and he just said, he said to me, you know, what? you're going to play an amazing I don't know, psycho, killer, likable, murderer, something like, and I go, what? He's like, no, this is a good thing in your career. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, Lex Lee goes, no, 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 there's something else that's going to happen because you, and it was just a compliment. I just love Wes Craven. He's my hero. And this was before your Lex Luthor No, this was as I was doing Lex Luthor. Oh. So this was something else. But I was like, I like to go a little nuts. Mm. You know, in life, you can't really go nuts because people think you're nuts. But if yeah. you can go nuts on screen and take all that shit that bothers you or that fucked up stuff as a child like mm-hmm. i you know things that i resented or things that i remembered and and channel it through emotion like on that's yeah. that's it's i can't i don't know if it's fun but it's cathartic and it's real and i noticed that when i would do it it would get a rise out of people like i could see the creators and the show and the people and the fans would be like oh my and i was like oh because i didn't know freaking out on screen would does it look real? Do I look menacing? I'm right. kind of a pussy in real life, maybe. I don't know. Am I tough enough? Like, how does this come off? Yeah. Yeah, how does this come off? But you just trusted it and just went, you know, so when the dialogue was there and you start to see me freaking out in the early seasons in certain episodes wearing a straight jacket and going cra- and just going for it. Yeah. I just went for it. And I think that's something when you're younger, too. I was 27, 28, 29. And I talk about this in my podcast. is like, you know, that ambition that... I want to do anything. I just want to, you know, and then you get older and you start to, I don't know if you lose that, but that, that drive, that motivation. But back then I was just like unstoppable. I felt like I fuck it, man. Mm. I'm young. And do you ever feel like when you get older, you just, that you lose that a little bit, that fire. Yeah. I mean, I think I did. You definitely lose. What do I lose? That's a good question. As I get older, what do I feel like I lose? I feel like you're just at the beginning. Like you're really blowing up. So it's different with you. Maybe you like, I've always been a late bloomer. Really, me too. Yeah. Did you have hair on your balls in high school? I probably had a little. I didn't have much until like my junior year. Nick, really? Uh, I was pretty late. I don't know, like yeah. eighth grade. 
I mean, obviously, premature, premature late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, sorry to go to the ball here. No, and the <clears> grandma. I comes. think it's interesting, man. Like it's tough these days to like. I think as you as I get older, what do I notice that's different? That's a great question. What do I notice that's different about like, like my like like fervor, like my vitality, or things that I would do differently in my twenties that I wouldn't do in my thirties? Um, I don't know. I felt like I was so much more like insecure probably in my twenties and even like in my early thirties. So I feel like more like I'll. Tr- I'm a little more in touch with who I am now, I guess. So, yeah, I guess I wouldn't do as much errant stuff, you know? Like, I wouldn't just throw caution to the wind and do something kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, dude, I remember one time, bro, like, they're like, you need to sing in this audition. And I'm like, I can't even sing, you know? I can't sing if we weren't in an audition right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't sing in the shower? You don't sing in the car? I mean, I'd do a couple of fucking bars, bro, but I ain't doing it. I'm not... I'm not faking it through a whole song just to fucking make it through a you know a you know a moment of conditioner. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not a fucking psychopath, you All know. Right. So what I <clears throat> I remembered watching <clears throat> what was it? Oh, uh, Shirley Temple when I was young, right on the Good Ship Lollipop. I was like, yeah, that's a song I can pull off. These people, I have, I had just gotten out to L.A. I was like. Shirley Temple, Hollywood legend, you know. They're going to love this. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, dude. Uh, you know? So, I'm going to curl my hair a little bit. <laughs> I was horrible, bro. So I was sitting there, and I can still remember their faces, dude. They thought it was a joke, you know? It was. And I was like, on bon, bon, uh, on a sunny beach in Peppermint Bay, you know? like. And you were serious. Yeah. Then I stopped, and then I'm like... Cracker Jack bands, like I had a whole, I went second stanza, you know what I'm saying, and shook them. I remember the assistant lady just like had to straighten her neck out. She didn't know I was going to go fucking second, second stanza, that fucking lame bitch, wherever she is <laughs> And then you said, thank dude. you, Theo. Yeah, she was sitting there judging me the whole time. You're a fucking assistant. You're not even doing anything of your yeah, fuck own. Fuck you, you didn't take a chance. You yeah. didn't sing Shirley Temple in you the middle of fucking these idiots. fucking Muppet, bro. Chanceless cunt. I'll choke out all your fucking cousins, bro. I'll throw you a cum bomb on your family's oh, dinner. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so, oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah. I did it. I did it again. This guy's tossing dirty grenades into the fucking into the fruit salad. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's one thing. Like, I, I think like then I would do that, and I have any thoughts. Like now, I'd be like, no way would I do that. So maybe do you like you know more stuff, and you wouldn't do. Yeah, it's like you have more frame of reference, I think. You know your strengths now. You're like, right. I'm not going to do that because, yeah. A, I can't sing. B, I'm not going to embarrass myself in front of this chanceless twat. Right. And C, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just not going to. I can understand that. But I, I kind of miss that but you're sort right, of blind ambition, that right. sort of. You know, I do. I do miss that, you know, that just sort of like fear, I think, still gets in the way. And when fear didn't get in the way then, mm-hmm. I mean, we all have a little fear. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm, you know, I'm working on that. I'm working on not giving a shit more. And I think that's like just being in touch with myself a little more and sort of saying, hey, what do you want? What do you want in life? What is it you want? I mean, you've been doing this. You've been acting. People are like, hey, what's next? What are you doing? That's the question in L.A. Hey, what are you up to? And right. you always feel compelled to be like, oh, I got a special. I got this movie coming out. I'm writing this script. I'm writing, doing this. You need to tell people. You feel compelled to tell everybody what you're doing so they think you're something. Mm. So it gives you the feeling of, I'm somebody. Yeah. And I don't I don't like that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So when people ask me what I'm doing, sometimes I'm like, not a goddamn thing. Yeah. I'm doing my podcast. Uh, 
playing in my band, you know, just have some fun. Yeah, you have a band. You guys are on tour. Someone said, right? Well, you guys are tour. You guys are doing dates around the country. Well, uh, we, we were called Shit Sandwich. Right now, we're called the Sandwich. It was just a joke. Uh, we were in my basement, and we were just like, my bass player didn't. Carl, he's on Ballers, but Carl he, Weathers. No, not Carl Weathers, but he is African American. Carl, is he really? Yep. Um, like Car- uh, Weathers. Is Carl Weathers, Weathers a real person? He, Carl Weathers is. He was uh, Ro- Apollo Creed in the, oh, wow. in the Rocky movies. He's a big deal. Yeah, he's a big deal. But uh, Carl never played bass. He learned to play bass. Kent was playing drums, never really played drums. I was like, who's going to sing? And they're like, you. I'm like, I'm not a great singer. So I said, fuck it. So I started writing my own songs. Wow. I started playing. My friend goes, open up for us at the Troubadour. I'm like, what? He goes, do it. I've never been more scared. So I got up. We did three songs, the originals. Yeah. Then he goes, come to Germany, open for me. So they paid for our shit. You went to Germany? Germany last year, going to Germany this year. I'm playing in the Love Street Festival here in Hollywood. I mean, we're I just write my own shit, and it's not it's not complex. It's not Radiohead. It's not like, but it's like 70s Southern rock meets like Gin Blossoms, Wallflowers, yeah. 90s throwbacks. But we play our own shit, and I, I love, love it. That. I love it, and I, 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 you know, it's just fulfilling. Yeah. Whether people love it or not, I, I really enjoy it. And so, like, well, like, certainly, like, obviously, with having some success, there's something that happens as you start to get, like, a confidence that comes once you start to have some success in your in your work world, right? And I think it's probably in any work world. Um, but it's like, you know, would you have got into the band, like, you know, 10 years ago? Would you have... You know, it's like you start to get a little bit more comfortability once, obviously, you have a little bit of enough money that you can pay your rent. You know what I'm saying? Some of those yeah. fixed costs are kind of taken care of. Um, yeah, I did that with, it was just, you know, sort of bucket list shit. And I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to be a singer. I've always wanted, or not a singer, but I always wanted to write songs and perform them. I always wanted to do stand-up comedy. And Harlan was like, dude, open for me, bud. Yeah. You can open for me, pal. I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, 2,000 people, Oxnard. No one's going to give a fuck. Get up there, give eight minutes. And I got up there, and I fucking did it, and I fell in love with it. And then I, wow. Bobby Lee's like, you're opening for me in here. And all of a sudden, I started, then I saw you, and yeah. you were going up. And I, I had never done it, so I was going up with these big fuckers, like you and Rogan and Bobby Lee and Swartzen and Harlan. And I was, ner- I'm telling you, acting and all this shit I've done, never been more fucked up nervous, like, and the reality is, I should have been thinking, dude, you just started this. Go out there and bomb, have fun, not be so hard on yourself. You can't be as good as these guys. Right. You're not going to be great. And I didn't. I was so fixated on just, I got to make someone, I got to I gotta kill it. And I put so much pressure on myself that I think it drove me fucking crazy. Wow. For six months, it drove me crazy where I was just like, at the end of last year, I was just exhausted. I was just like, I got to take some months off. And just like, between the music and that and writing, I was just like, I'm too hard on myself. I, I got to give my body a break. Wow. I, I, I think I, that stems from childhood, too, is just being too hard on yourself. You're not good enough, insatiable. Did you ever have to deal with that? Yeah, I think I had to deal with that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, I think a lot of it was just, I would get so nervous. Everything would make me so nervous forever. How'd like, you get over that? <clears throat> I think a lot of just a repetition over time. And then I just... Uh, I think having some successes starts to make me feel less nervous overall. Like starting to like, just realizing, oh, okay, like I can do one thing. Like there's one thing I can do. Okay, I can do, you know, stand up comedy. I can do it. So then I start to live a little bit differently in my body. Like oh, I know at least there's one thing that I know I can do. So then it's like, uh, like I don't know. I'd never had the feeling before of like something that I could do. 
you know, that I was able to really do and like felt like I really could do it. And so then I guess it's some of the, then that starts to live in you differently. Like, oh, I can do something, you know, and then, um, then I would go into other things and at least then I would know, okay, there'll be a point with this where I'll know that I can do it, you know, um, and then, but also you slowly get, start to get to used to a little bit of what it feels like to be, to have some confidence. And so I guess some of that, you know, success helps that too. You're right. It's like, I, I don't right. know. I'm a complicated, I mean, we're all complicated. Well, do people look at, well, it's just a question of, with success. Do people start to look at you differently if you have a success behind you, right? I think they do. I remember like whenever we first got out here to Los Angeles, like Owen Benjamin is a comedian. Nick Thune is a comedian. Yep. They hit like the big time, like right out of the gate. Like they were just like rocket launched into like they were the next thing, right? Like MySpace had just come out and I think there was these rumors. I don't know if this is true. I, some of it is true, but I don't know how much of it is that they each got like a half a million dollars from like MySpace or Comedy Central to, to make like uh, some web series and stuff like that. And so everybody was like, holy shit. Like that was half a million dollars like 12 years ago. You so know, it was like, it was like a million thousand. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 800,000. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so everybody was like, holy shit. These, you know, these guys, you know, this is the thing. This is it. They're it, you know? Um, fuck, I don't remember what we were talking about. Well, how'd that make you feel? I mean, was that like something? What were we talking about, Nick? Uh, you hadn't achieved confidence yet because you haven't had success. Right. Oh, so everybody looked stand, at them. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. So everybody looked at them like suddenly you're like, oh, these guys know what they're doing. You know? But isn't that a scary feeling when someone you think everybody knows what you're doing? Like, I have a weird, there's a weird psychology. Oh, I it. agree it is. Ooh. I'm just saying, but it's, but it's interesting to me now looking back, like, did they know what they were doing? Probably not any more than anyone else. Now, do they start to feel like they know what they're doing? It would be ridiculous if they didn't feel that way because whatever they're doing is showing um, is is having a return. You know, they're achieving. That's some... a mind fuck. What you just said is it? It's kind of a mind fuck. But yeah, in I mean, a good a... way. Like yeah, it's, it's I understand it. Right, it's a weird place to be in. So they probably so then they start to feel more confident because when they walk in a room, people look at them like. You know, it's like these guys know what's funny. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they but know then, what doing. then what's scary is all of a sudden you're out of the loop, right? And you're like, what did we do wrong? How do we get back? Now we're not confident about our stuff. We got to get find something that makes us confident. So people look at them like, look like at they're us, desperate. Like, like, and it's just like there's this. They're uncertain. They're unable. They messed up. And so yeah. So then in the end, and that's a lot of that might just be Hollywood. I don't know if that's like that in other businesses. I think I think maybe it's uh, mostly it's Hollywood. It yeah. feels like that. I don't know. I think that's probably with sports too. It's something like he's the he batted three forty last year. Now he's batting right. two forty. Oh, he's done. His career's washed up. He's finished. Right. You know, get rid of him. New guy. And then that guy's got to build up and start taking more batting practice. And yeah. Go get coaching, and all of a sudden he comes back. Maybe. You know, it's it's such a tough business, and like. You know, it's who's hot. Like I heard, like some a lot of people look at your fucking IBD, IMDb number. Yeah. If you're not like in the top hundred, you they don't cast you. Yeah. You know, you got to be hot. You got to be this. How many followers you have? How many Instagram? How many? It's not about talent anymore. Right. 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 It's not. But I think that there are. I believe that the audience, that audience, has to get smarter as well in some ways. Where I think they do want. 
I think audience does want something that's more real and that's more authentic, yeah. you know, than they did. I think they're tired of just being pushed like um I I, I don't know. I feel like there has to be some you know, every I definitely feel like everything's changing. I definitely feel like a lot more of it is in the hands of the entertainer now. Do you feel that at all or no? Yeah, I feel like it's just like a... Well, you came out of studio shows. I mean, you've come out of studio like Studio movies and stuff. shows, yeah. Yes, it's like, and I, like, I mean, you just had... What was the other... What was the new show that you had recently that was... It was, uh, it was in, in Pastor. Yes. Was Dude, it, everybody's been telling me to watch that. It was fun. We only lasted two seasons, but I played a guy who was pretending to be this gay pastor in the yeah. small town, but I was really screwing prostitutes and doing drugs and it was awesome it was so a, a stepdad basically yeah it was uh it was awesome and we did two seasons and uh we pretty much got to do what we want and i had a wow. blast it was it was it was the show that i would have probably done for forever it was mm. just one of those shows where you're blessed to be working it's just like you're working four months you bust your ass you're making comedy every day you're laughing it's dark it's funny it's it, you know, you're getting paid for it. It was a dream job. And those jobs are, but back to your point, there's so many things now that, you know, when I was, I'm not old, but like, you know, we're younger, like, think about it. How many studios were there? How many uh, stations were there? How many, like, who was making TV shows and movies? Now it's like YouTube stations and Anybody, Instagram. Yeah. And Instagram's doing their own thing. And Nick's Twitter. filming a movie under the desk right now. Everybody. Yeah, he's fucking. What are you doing under yeah. there, Nick? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, it looks like a fucking. Yeah. He's hearing setting voices. up lighting. <laughs> yeah, it looks like, yeah. But I mean, it's like. It looks you like do a it. short film. <laughs> <over there. laughs> I'm just joking. That's kind of. But rude. you can do whatever you want. The good thing is, you can make a movie with your iPhone. You can do whatever you want. You can make product. But the bad thing is, there's so much of it now. Right. It's everywhere, and it's hard to like. People say, hey, there's a new show. I'm like, yeah, but yesterday I heard there's a new show. Right. And the day before, somebody else said there's a new show. And there's eight superhero movies coming out this month. Yeah. And there's four Jurassic there's Worlds coming out. Yeah, there's an, and there's ant an ant is a superhero now. And, it was just, and it's not a bad, it's just like, it's just like I don't even know what to do. I'm so ADD. And not even the insect. It's a woman whose sister had a couple of children. <laughs> yeah. Her aunt? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> but you know, it's like, I just want a fucking chicken or beef. Yeah. Or vegan even. There's three. Right, but just I, to me, it's so much, so many choices that I, I, I don't even have time. I, mm -hmm. I don't even know what to do. Mm -hmm. But it, you must be there. Must be something about you that finds because you have your own podcast now. Yeah, and so there must be something that has led you in that direction to be to want to create your own stuff. Because I think yeah. whether we realize that in the beginning of having a podcast or not, I think it ends up leading us there. Some, I mean, I don't know what are some of the stuff you found. You, I, you just nailed it. And you, you insinuated something you were like you know it's like we why do we do it and we found is it something you did you find so that's exactly what it was at first my producer rob was like dude you need to do a podcast mm -hmm. and i was like nah i don't think i need to do a podcast he goes yeah you do i think it'd be fun just talking to people and i go all right you know what fuck it how much is it gonna cost he goes, get a soundboard we'll get some mics we'll go to your house you have celebrity friends. You have a, you know athletes. You have you know people. God, Rob sounds like a great guy. He is. He's a great guy. He's a kid. He's like yeah. twenty nine. He's got a kid. He's married. He's mm -hmm. just a nice kid. You know. So he hooked the stuff up, and I'd invite my friends over, like Swartzen and Harlan. You know, at first it was just like, hey, you know, I'm finding stuff out about them. But all of a sudden, I go. It one day I don't know what it was. It was like Zach Levi was on the guy who's playing Shazam or. Uh, you know Jennifer, Shazam, who that guy? Shazam, the superhero. He's they just did a new movie. The Shazam. guy who knows what music is, huh? 
That's a fucking superhero. No, Shazam is. Remember music <laughs> from the seventies? App. Yeah, that's yeah. a fucking superhero. I'm out. <laughs> no, but anyway, he, he, this guy tears up. We're talking. That was about a it. grandmother when I was growing up. Somebody who could remember a song from the seventies was a grandparent. Now that's a fucking superhero. <laughs> I quit, dude. An ant is a superhero. Everybody's a superhero. Um, Asthma's now a superpower. Some guy that can't handle air and is going to die soon. Wow. Unbelievable. It's right there. Uh, no, uh, but look, for me, it became therapy. I'm telling you, man. I, all of a sudden, I'm talking to somebody, and I go down this rabbit hole where it's like, oh, you get anxiety? Like we're talking about. And they're like, yeah. yeah, it was debilitating, and I did this. And I'm like, you know, finding out Kristen Bell has fucking anxiety and depression and all that. Jennifer Love You, it doesn't love herself. And like really loves her middle name. Loves her middle name. And she doesn't love herself. And we and all of a sudden I get these texts from her saying, That was like I've never done a podcast and I was crying today on how happy it made me to talk about these things and be open. And I was like, then I realized, wow, and I get emails from people and texts and Twitter and and it just made me feel good that people are it's almost they listen to it and there's hope for them. Yeah. They feel like, oh, this I this was my idol and she's She's got problems. She's kind of fucked up. We're all fucked up. Yeah. Like we were talking about. So for me, it inadvertently became like, this is real. If I'm just real, if I'm just talking to people and finding shit out and you, we have fun, we're laughing, but mm-hmm. I find out all this dark shit and- The dark, it, yeah. Dark. Like, There's Dave, dark stuff I can't out wait. There. Like, tomorrow I'm interviewing Dave Bautista. You, you are? Know, the Bautista. wrestler? Yeah, but from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He was Drax. So I'm like excited. I want to find out some shit yeah. about him. I bet he's got some dark shit. Yeah. And I think that's what people want to hear. They don't They don't, they don't want to hear just like people going, so your movie's coming out. You know those late night shows where it's five minutes. Yeah. Late. It's just fluff. It's not real. Well, it's all fucking Muppetry. Yeah, you know? that's exactly right. How do we choreograph this to just to make the audience sort of just laugh? He's nice, he's handsome, go see his movie. Right. That's not, you know. It's a fucking sham is what it is at a certain point. It's a shazam. It's a shazam, yeah. It's a shazam. Um, We got a couple of fan line questions that came in. Let's get to a couple of those, bro. Are these live? uh, Huh? He's live? No, this is not live. None of this is live, dude. Uh, I got a question for Michael. You used to be Lex Luthor on the uh, Smallville. Uh he was great, man, and I'm curious what he thinks of the uh, new Lex Luthor, that uh, that Jesse Eisenberg Riddler Luthor, that old goofy-ass Luthor. I don't like him, man. Take it easy, guys. Jesse Eisenberg's playing Luthor? He played him already. Oh, wow. I need to, I need to see that. Um, yeah, you know, that's a thanks for the question. That's hard for me to answer because it's easy to sound like a dick. Mm-hmm. Like if I was here to sit, to sit here and say... Oh yeah, he really dropped the ball. He uh, he played it maniacally. I wouldn't have done that. I think you know it's like there's a direction, and Zack Snyder was the director of the the last movie, right? And so he he and Jesse said, "This is the character, and this is what you're doing." And they worked, they collaborated, and that was the Lex Luthor that Jesse Eisenberg did. And you know, a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people liked it. I, you know, yeah. I I would I always say like, look, man, it's it's a vulnerable you know position to be in it's like you're an actor you do a part and like people are going to love you or hate you or somewhere in between or forget you and i don't know i i enjoyed doing smallville for seven years i love playing the character i always thought lex Luthor. he was like he had his shit together and he was more in his head right and it was real and it was just like and when he blew up he blew up and you were intimidated by him you were a little scared of him you weren't sure what he was capable of so that's my interpretation of the character but you know that interpretation of the character was. Do you have a sort picture of, of Eisenberg or something on there that we can see? Yeah, that interpretation was just you know it was a different version that was, uh, you know, 
So yeah. sort of like uh, it was a little bit, a bit of like the Joker, a little bit like crazy maniacal, and that was the direction mm-hmm. that he chose. So right, how'd I do on that response? Um, oh, I see. Yeah, there he is, and I worked with him, and yeah. he was a great guy, and he's a great actor. So uh, you know. People always say, oh, well, why don't you play like so? They're like, well, they didn't ask me. Did he put on weight for this at all or no? No, I don't think so. It seemed like he'd almost be a little too meek, I feel like, in yeah. some ways. Um, yeah, he looks like a Lex Luthor, like maybe in Brooklyn, maybe. You know, I couldn't see him Lex Luthering outside of that area. Maybe. Lex Luthering? He looks like a gentrification Lex Luthor. Yeah. Well, the good thing is he's the, you know, well, I don't know, like... You know, they're going for, you know, they went Jewish uh, for Lex Luthor with me, Rosenbaum, then right. they went to Eisenberg, so I don't know. So it's obviously it's a, a Jewish Is character. Is it a Jewish now. thing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Eisenberg, Rosenbaum. Who's next? Vaughn. Yeah. That's, Vaughn's not a Jewish name. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Does, um, so what was another question? What do you have, Nick? Oh, yeah, we got another question here. Another Smallville one. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's going on? Uh, question from Michael Rosenbaum. I don't know if this is too touchy, but what was what's the deal well, on the set of Smallville, a show that used to be on with Allison Mack? Did he get the vibe or anything that she was into some freaky sex cult shit? Oh, yeah. Some crazy stuff. Can you bring a picture up was, to him? Was the vibe there? Was, was, he, was she weird? Was, was it just out of left field? Anyways, man, you're the man. Have a good day. You Maybe know what's funny is... I haven't responded to this. Let uh, me look at this. So Allison Mack is the girl. What was this thing called? I remember they busted a man who was running, who was using a group. Here, you go. You know, I, I, I've cho- you know, it's funny because I've chosen not to talk about it only because it's so, it's shocking. And all I can say is this. When I was on that show, Allison was the sweetest uh professional most professional she was she was just a great girl great actress and uh you know i remember you know they're being doing some self-help stuff i remember she's a part of something and uh it was a different than it was now but i remember her mentioning something oh there's this agape or something an organization or something no there's always because there's a lot of those it was, whatever i didn't listen right? to it i just remember thinking oh it sounds a little culty i'm you know i'm not it's not for me i don't i don't i don't know and i, I just never thought about it but mm-hmm. it never she never sorry I've, this is the first time i've actually uh talked about it but I, I i felt like it was such a shock to hear all these things i just didn't believe it right you know it's like somebody said hey your brother killed somebody you're like no he didn't i know my brother he, he wouldn't kill anybody Right, so, uh, so very to me, bizarre. seeing this, it's still, it's a little, it's bizarre. It's like you know, I want to hear the you know, the whole story. I think's yet to come out, but I think a lot of the story is out there now, and it's, I think it's just shocking. It's surprising. She was great. I just bumped into an old director from Smallville, and we looked at each other like, you know, things happen in life, and you're like, you just don't have answers for. And for me, it was like working with someone for seven years. We weren't, we, we didn't go out. We didn't like, did you ever ask her? She was younger. So I hung out with Tom a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wasn't around as much. Tom Welling, he was Superman. He was Clark Kent. So I hung out with him. So I really didn't hang out with Allison, but maybe a couple times throughout seven years. So we didn't know each other. We weren't close friends, but like there was always a mutual respect and a love there. Did you ever hit on her? Was there anything like that? No, never, never, never. I never, with any of my co stars, never would do that. Yeah, you don't shit where you eat. Although I have shat where i 
at. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. in the in the past. I mean, there's when I was younger, I did a movie in Germany, and the girl and I, the actress and I, we we kind of got together. It was a mistake, but then we became friends eventually, which those just never end well. So I never understand why people do that. Because no matter what, if you're on a show, maybe a movie at the end, something because the movie's over, mm-hmm. but a TV show, it's just bad, bad. Bad idea, man. Right. It's just not a good idea. So I, uh, and the good thing is, is Annette O'Toole was like older than me and married. So, mm. I, you know, that wasn't there. And, you know, Kristen and Allison were a lot younger than me. Right. But that's attractive to a man. It's not like younger. Yeah, but it was, they they felt like, you know, younger sisters. Okay. Because I was 25 and they were 18. And what was her vibe like? I mean, was she like, you were 25 and they were 18? That's not insane at all. That's totally no, normal. No, maybe I was 26. Yeah, even if you're 36, that's not that insane. Look, I, you know what it was? It was just like, they're on the show, they're younger, I don't have as much in common. I okay, like 80s so music and 70s music. I, I'm partying at that time. They're like going to museums. They're smarter than I am. Okay, so they're kind of nerdier? They're maybe a little nerdier, but just uh, maybe more intelligent. Okay. Although, yeah. you know, I don't know. That's a good way to put it. Happened. Yeah, maybe more intelligent. Maybe right? more mature than I was, which is not not hard to do right uh so i just didn't go there i thought it was a bad idea um not to say i never talked to a guest guest star ever you know if we became friends but just never do anything on set right like later on if you become friends and you're the guest star is over you're like hey i want to get coffee right working on the show anymore but in hindsight like are there any do you (laughs) do you think you could see her so do you could you see her like being and getting into something like that no never Never. I thought she was just a girl, uh, a, a nice person who just, uh, you know, she's like a lot of actresses or actors. Like, you know, we want attention, we want uh, approval, and uh, she found something that she thought would probably, you know, give her that. And then, and I don't think that's what she was doing when I when I knew her. Right. I mean, this was years ago, but ultimately, inadvertently, she got into something that was bigger than her. And uh, you know, I'm hearing things like, you know, she said supposedly that. Uh, you know, it was manipulation or it was like, you know, she was, what's the word? Uh, Coerced. Stockholm syndrome type of stuff. I, 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 I just, I think that she, you know, she, who's to say what happened? I mean, I, I'm not a psychologist. Yeah, nobody knows. We don't know. I, I don't know. All I know is, uh, you know, but we could it's, pu- it's shocking that it happened. Like if you said, oh, Theo Vaughn killed someone, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Because I don't know you as well. And maybe you did kill someone. It's not shocking. But when you're, who is it? That you what? Who did I kill? I mean, you could have killed someone. Oh yeah, yeah. You probably could have killed I didn't. someone. You probably could have killed that girl, the the uh, African American woman who put their hand in your pocket in Brazil. Oh yeah, a uh, neck punch is rough, dude. It would have taken a while, dude. I was throwing some very weak punches. <laughs> she could have killed you though. Oh, first. easily, easily. She probably could have. And the crazy thing was, people around us in Brazil started like cheering and like betting on who was going to win. Because <laughs> you both had long hair. Right, we were both <laughs> outside. It was broad daylight. Nobody helped. People started well, literally you were scared. Batting. I was extremely scared. That's I was scary. In a, walking in a foreign country by myself, and not even in like the best area. It was, dude. It was shady. It would have affected my ego. Yeah. Like I would have thought, like out of all these people, this woman thought I was weak enough to put her hand in my pocket. Wow. Gosh, I yeah. must. I got to work out or something. Well, you know what? Right after that, I went back on. Like I was on a, a sh- I was on a cruise ship. I went back onto the cruise ship and stayed on there, and I didn't go back out into the country. I, I felt that's like, a shame. I felt like uh, unwelcome. I felt yeah, just scared. You know, I did feel like some of that kind of shit. When, when you know? something when something like when someone violates you, yeah, it's just it's it ruins everything. I've been and violated before. 
and nobody helped. You know, that yeah, was the thing. That's just bad. People are gambling on so who's going to fucking win. People are gambling? Yeah. And then also, I remember this in, in Brazil. Somebody would come up to you and say, I have AIDS, right? It was a kid. I have AIDS. I'm going to bite you unless you give me money. That was like I would have stayed on the ship. Yeah. It was a good call, Theo. That was the AIDS bite trick. You got to stay chicks on the do that in nightclubs here in LA all the time. But it's like, this is like, you know. I'm going to bite you. I'm going to take a bite out of your wallet. You better take me to Mel's Diner for yeah. a burger. I'm going to bite you with my AIDS. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That that's AIDS not, bite, sad. boy. Yeah. But, um... So you never saw anything like that with that? So you would never think that never. that girl would be into something Never. Like that. I thought she'd be married with kids, and uh, she was she was smart. She was, her, you know, family was into music and opera and stuff and sort of upper class. I just, well. So how does that happen? I don't know, if, you know what that means, but uh, I just, you look at her and you're like, oh, you know, she's got her stuff together. She's, she's not an idiot with her money, and she's, I, I just never right. thought it. I, I don't think any of us thought. So then how does that happen then? Uh, I think that you just, you don't ever really know someone. You don't ever really, really know someone. Like, I could tell you my friend Tom of 32 years friendship. I mm -hmm. promise you, he would never kill someone. Yeah. But that's because I've grown up with him since I'm 12 years old. Right. And I know him inside Tom out. Cutter? No, that's Dan, Daniel, Daniel Cutter. Cutter. Yeah. Tom Lally. Like, I've seen his penis. Uh, I'm not, not in a gay way. No. Uh, but, you know, we, we know each other. I've been in the hospital. He's taking care of me when I had back surgery. Uh, he's like, you know. Sounds he like more of a almost getting in a gay way. Taking care. No, like, no. He's just my best friend. And his sounds like Bridges of Madison County almost a little bit. Oh, man. Maybe it does. <laughs> I, mean, I apologize to the my audience. My bad. My bad, No, man. no. But you're right. I should have stopped with the penis, I think. <laughs> just kind of like. Uh, he didn't have to take care of me yeah. with the penis right It's like we're that. like trying on scars Yeah, it wasn't a good yeah <laughs> peter scarves guard totally over. <laughs> yeah it wasn't good uh, okay so your friend tom though i can tell you so I, i'm gonna change the way i thought i'm gonna do a trump there i'm gonna like change like the wooden wooden thing mm -hmm. but i think that uh he wouldn't kill someone mm -hmm. i know him but when you say allison would she do this i didn't know allison right i probably you know i'd see her once a week and i go hey what are you doing how's your weekend great who's this past weekend with theo vaughn and that would be it. And I'd be like, oh my God, you had dinner. Oh, great. Or it would be in the makeup trailer. It's like, what are you guys listening to? And that was it. I directed her in an episode and she was sweet as hell. And she's like, oh, I need to cry. Can you tell me that, that nice story about your grandma? And I would tell her the story and she would cry. And then she, we'd roll camera and she was just sweet. And she was nice. Did I didn't expect this. This is a curveball. But again, I didn't really know, know her. her. Okay. Well, then how about this? And I have, did she seem like a sexual person at all? Because, you know, some of the things that they got caught Jeez, up in. Jeez, you're going deep, man. Well, no, I'm just curious about the psychology of some of this type of stuff. Because this kind of stuff is, you know, it's like, look, like I'll have, for example, I will have people that will reach out to me, right? Like you might have chicks that are like porn stars, different types of stuff, reach out to you. Or women that want to text you and get you involved. Like I've had, I used to have this girl that would invite me to like these orgies and stuff downtown. Did you go? No, I didn't go. But here's the thing. It's like. It would have just been, but I met up with her one time for coffee, right? So it would have just, so there's just a couple of, you know, it could be a couple of weekends. It could be a drug, uh, some drug. It could be a, a couple of drugs. You'd never kind of, you're only a few steps away sometimes from things that you don't think you would be in, right? But I think you would still like, some people would still have a vibe in them that would, you know, that would, um, that would match the current of whatever that 
that is. Yeah. Do you I, feel I, like I, she had like a sexual type of vibe or do you feel like she was like a, you know, some of these like incels now, there's people that are afraid of sunlight and are just lazy and, you know, aren't doing sex or people that, you know, no one likes them. So they just say that no one wants them. You know, there's I all think, types you of know, stuff. look, I, you know, did she seem sexy? Did she seem sexy? I mean, that's, you know, I, again, I thought of her as like a kid. I didn't look at her like that, but I, I just, you know, you know, she was like anybody else. She was flirty. She was fun. She was nice. I didn't really see that side of her. Right. I just didn't see it. You didn't and, see it. But I didn't hang out with that. Right. But I will say this. I think that, like, for me, I'm a bit of a control freak in terms of, like, drugs and alcohol. Like, right. there's, like I have friends who get drunk, and they're like, they shouldn't drink. And they get so hammered that they remember things. And I'm like... I don't want to be that person. Yeah. So I am always aware of what I'm doing. I don't put myself in precarious situations. Right. I just don't. If I I can sense bad things happening. Yes. It's always been it's a gift but it's also I hate myself because it's like it takes you out of the fun. It takes me out of the fun, but like I'm running that cusp, but like I've always been like I'm not going to that. Right. That doesn't look like it'd be fun. I'm not going to go into that place. I'm not that guy's looking at me. I'm going to walk out. I don't want to be I'm just getting away from trouble. Right. So I always like if some girls a little bit like let's I'm hammer let's go back to when I was younger I still remember going nope this girl's drunk and I don't know her and I'm not taking her back home right. I'm just not putting myself in that situation yeah and I think there are people like that and you're right you miss out on fun but you also take yourself out of dangerous situations yeah and so I've always been that so I know people who could do like I've seen them I'm like good person. Never would do this sober. Never would make this bad decision sober. Drinking a little too much right now. If somebody doesn't keep an eye on that person, they can make a bad decision. Wow. And so I don't know. With her, I, I'm not talking about that because right. I never saw her. Being so you don't know much. if that was she her. Was, I don't know, but I'm just saying, you know, like I, you, you were saying people could be on the cusp of like going down that way, but I just like, I know for me. That's not you. Well, I just know I could never think something that was happening in that was right. And keep going down that. And keep going down it because I would think, oh my god, this seems a little dangerous. I, I, I you can maybe get arrested for this if somebody found it out. Oh my god, this unless be, like this is bad. This is so you couldn't keep going down that road unless what? Unless you had some of that in you. Unless you had some of that dark. I don't even know if you had something in you unless you were easily like you said coerced or like you know you were. Uh, because like uh, the, what, what happened with the Manson, the Manson family? They right. said they pleaded like what that he did what he, um, yeah, like uh, manipulated the people, I guess. Yeah, like they were like, oh my god, we just didn't Stockholm syndrome type of thing where he, yeah, they he, he they believed they were easily uh, manipulated, like whatever. But they, you know, uh, and they said that was the excuse. I know that that could never happen to you, to me, right? Because I, but I. Now, don't how know. old was she? She was young, though. She. That's what I'm saying. She. Well, she was young. She and was this like, man was older, apparently, that ran the thing. So now I could see that. Say a man comes along, he has a yeah. bunch of money. You know, he has access to like a lot of you know fun, crazy stuff. Maybe, maybe he seems worldly. He seems like a leader of a group you believe in. Like I've been to these. Um, I did orgasmic meditation where I'm driving around town and you know touching old you know older women's crotches as part of a club. You know, like and that's a real thing. And that's really? organized. Yeah. What? That's organized. And I met other. There's other celebrities in it, right? Like. 
um, and I don't mean other celebrities, there's celebrities in it. But it's like there are a lot of different groups out here. There's a lot of people looking for connection, especially in Los Angeles. It's a very disconnected city. So if this girl was 18, Maybe 19, a little lost. 22, right. easily, I could see her. She gets involved with the group. She's She was an attractive girl, right, at least? Sure. She was an eight. Yeah, I don't want to put numbers on anyone, anyone except great. You, myself, like us. Right. She was know. at least an eight. I think she was a pretty girl. She was smart. She was. This is why it's so shocking to me. Yes, she was younger. She could have easily been mind fucked and 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 given like, who knows? They could have said, oh, and promised her these things, and she was empowered by things, and and, and somehow go. she fell down this dark. Maybe path. all of it to me is just it, 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 for me. It's shocking just because like to know someone. It's like you know. Again, I said no someone, but I, I really didn't know her. And it just makes me sad, ultimately, because yeah. it just makes me sad to know someone who really was a sweetheart and mm -hmm. could be capable of something like this, uh, you know, and we I don't know the whole story, but right. it's just, it's just. It's very bizarre. It's just, it's it's completely shut. When I saw it, I just, I looked at Tom, co-star, and, and I looked at, you know, I talked to a couple people. And I was just like, I just, I don't even know what to say. Well, it looks like and the so, older man, whoever ran it, it looks like he took advantage of. That's exactly of right. her. I, I feel like took that's, advantage he of he a took younger advantage person. Of her. He probably blackmailed her. He probably manipulated all these. All these girls were manipulated and blackmailed, and these women. And it, it, it's sad, and uh, and it happens. It ha you it's hear about all. Arts. You hear about you know. It's uh, the dark arts, bro. It, it, it happens more than you think. They admit probably. that it is. Yeah, the, the arts? Yeah, dark arts. Dark, darks. You don't think it's the dark arts, dude? A man doing that? Oh, yeah, it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it I is, agree. man. I agree. Who's that on there? I don't think it's... I don't know. Let's hear there's another fan line. Yeah. We Let's take one more fan line question here, man. And this is a, from our live raise fan line. Um, you can submit these online uh, through our YouTube link or through a link on iTunes. Um, and you can submit a question uh, that will come directly to us uh, via video. Thank you so much. Let's play that, Nick. Hey, I got a question for uh, Rosie. Him being from Indiana. Uh, you know, fuck that. No, ask him a question about Harlan Williams. Make him tell a good story. Yeah, and what's up with this long hair off my head? <laughs> okay, so let's ask. Let's see about that. Let's, let's, let's tell us a good Harlan story. Harlan. And Harlan's one of the nicest men I've one ever. One of the greatest. He's met. one of my best friends in the world. We did a movie called Sorority Boys years ago. Is it good or not? Sorority Boys? Yeah. It actually has become a cult movie. People love that movie. They I really that. do. Genuinely, I go to these like conventions to sign autographs, and people come up and love, so they quote Sorority Boys. They Have you seen Harlan. Cicero? No. I think it's a movie. Sicaro. 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 I saw the first one. Is it good? C Cicero. It's like, Cicero? Is Harlan in that? Hey, buddy. Uh, yeah. Part of the mafia <laughs> here, pal. Uh, hey, Theo. Uh, uh, Harlan, <laughs> Harlan dragged me. He and I have gone on some crazy trips. Uh, he dragged me to Burning Man, mm. and uh, you wow. know I don't do drugs or anything. But I said, "Fuck it, I'm in Burning Man. I'm going to do a Molly." Mm -hmm. And I did a Molly, and it was a lot of fun. And I remember just uh, he. I mean, he was. Was just, he wearing a diaper? No, but I just remember him like us laughing constantly. Yeah. And we got this RV and he used to get pissed because I was taking a shit with the door open. He's like, oh, yeah. buddy, what are you doing, man? I'm fucking sharing an RV with you and you're fucking shitting with the door open. Yeah. 
And that's dirty. I remember we came at like two, and I don't want to miss anything. That's why I have it open. I don't oh, I'll respect anything. that. Almost yeah, kind of. I respect dude. that. It's in, in, Stepdad in, used to do that. Indiana thing. Yeah. And uh, I just remember coming home at like four in the morning to the RV, and he's like, "I'm gonna have a Thanksgiving dinner, bud." And I go, "All right." And he opens a little fridge and the freezer. It's like this little square, small Thanksgiving meal in one frozen meal. Wow. It took two and a half minutes to make it. Hmm. And he starts eating at four in the morning, just stuffing his face. I was like, oh, it's delicious, bud. And I look in the back and I go, you know this has 6,000 calories, Harlan? Wow. He goes, thanks for ruining Thanksgiving, pal. <laughs> <laughs> and he put it aside. But Harlan's like one of those guys who just has a heart of gold. Yeah. And he always makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. Every day I have texts from him this morning. Just for, Does he do that to you? Mm -mm. Oh, you don't know? Yeah. We're not that close. But we do close. communicate well. I think he's... I think we've both kind of tried to become a little bit closer, but I think, um, you know, we probably have to do a little, do a little bit more follow through. Well, I'll have a barbecue and I'll invite you. And I'd he'll love come. To. He, he always uh, he always comes to those things, but he's a he's a treat, man. He's yeah. One of the I top. went to his Christmas party and it was great. Yeah, that's where I saw yeah. you. It was so much. Were you fun. on a date? Uh, no, you were you were solo. Yeah, we were solo, but he and I were both like, um, yeah, I was solo, but it was uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a great time. Wow, that's a lot of nice. cute gals running around. Yeah. I got to meet Christopher Titus, which was cool because I've always been a big fan. Yeah, of right. Yeah, yeah. Harlan's good. He's good people, man. He's got he's got some crazy stories. Uh, he took me down the Amazon River. No, he goes, buddy, we're going to uh, Peru, <laughs> and I'm like, nah, I don't think so. He goes, like, no, buddy, we're going on the Amazon. We're yeah. going to see links and uh, we're going to see those yeah. things that are in the spiders. Tree. The uh, yeah, oh yeah, but it's going to be, and it was, it was the most amazing time ever, and. We swam like uh, I swam naked. He he had shorts on, but with piranhas, mm, yeah, in the Amazon, and uh, it was just uh, he's just he's just fun to be around. So like an older brother, yeah, he's know? like a top one of the top sixty or seventy people I think I've ever met. Top sixty or, 60 70, or seventy favorite. people, people, not favorite. Oh, I mean, just people. Yeah, one of the top. I mean, it would that's, have to that's be. pretty good. Top sixty or seventy. Yeah, I'd say he's probably top twenty for me. For me, because we're you know we're closer. Yeah, but still, that's sixty a or seven. Lot you don't even know him, and six—that's a lot of. Yeah, people. but nine people are family members, so then you're down to eleven people after that. If you're doing top twenty, well, that's pretty good. You don't know how to work like a real top. You don't know how to work a top numerical system. What do you have to say, Nick? I was just going to wonder if, uh, or I was wondering if is Harland always on? Are there ever like a lot of people ask me that deep conversations with them? Yeah, you know it's funny because when you meet him, they're like he's always on. He's like, hey, buddy, yeah, why don't you yeah. your wife? Yeah. How's your wife doing, bot? And he's doing all, you know, and it's funny because they don't see the side of him like when his uh mom passed away. How raw and emotional he was and how many times we just would sit there and talk for hours and emotional and like conversations about just life and growing up and his dad and you know girlfriends that I've had and what you know his ex wife we would just talk about real shit. And he's just there for me. When I was going through a breakup, he'd check in all the time. I was like, hey, bud, leave these messages. Hey, it's your Aunt Ruthie. Yeah. Just checking up on you. Hope you're okay. Don't kill yourself. The family loves you. And like you would leave these. I, have, I, I save all his messages. I have 100 messages wow. that I want to make into a special. Yeah. And just use them all with like, it's just like these three, four-minute messages of Harlan. I have them on here. And he just knows how to make you feel good. And he's like, if he's your bud and he loves you, he's there forever. He's like 
one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does he does he does have such a beautiful he does have such a beautiful soul. He's a really interesting And man. if people don't know him out there, you know, he's the dumb and dumber guy. He's the something about Oh marriage. yeah. They know him, right? Little of your grandpappy's uh slappy sauce there. What does he say? It's so funny. <laughs> you chewing on grandpa's so, uh, old, old cough medicine there? <laughs> you drinking yeah. some of grandpa's cough medicine? <laughs> the, that, the, that. Yeah, yeah. The favorite thing is yeah. in um, half baked when he's talking to the horse. He feeds the horse all that stuff. He's like, "Whoa, there, big girl!" And there's a black girl walking down the street, and she's like, "What you talking about?" <laughs> she thinks it, right, she thinks right, she's yeah. talking to her. You ever yeah. run back butt naked backwards through a cornfield? That's prison. That's prison and half baked to him. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, he's one of. A, I'll say this: one of a kind. Yeah, and you're top sixty or seventy. Yeah. That's good. One of a kind, that man. Yeah, there's no... I never met anybody even at all like him. Well, I think you have like a certain personality when you're on stage, especially that there's a unique... There's people who just go up there and deliver and they just have funny stuff. Yeah. And then there's a persona. Like, you have a persona, yeah. right? You have like... Like, Harlan has that thing where he goes and says, and there's nobody like him. Like you said, he's like, yeah, buddy, so... uh, uh I had the sand problem, you know? <laughs> I had the sand problem. I had ants all over the place. <laughs> And so I got really upset. So one day I went with a little bucket and I picked up all these little fuckers and I threw them into the pool. Right. And as they were drowned, I got this little tear in my eye, you know, it's like I get emotional. And I ran into the house and I grabbed a box of Cheerios and one by one, I threw them in the pool to rescue the, uh... like, so, I mean, nobody, t- he talks about the most random yeah. shit and. I was always like, God, I, I can never be that funny. I can never do that. And people are always like, just be you, man. That's, I guess, the most important thing, right? Yeah. Just go up and be you. Yeah, I think so, man. Look, I mean, I don't know. I, I, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm certainly curious to see, you know, whatever you create and do next. You just seem to keep staying busy. And I think everything comes out of that. It's like, yeah, you know, if you just stay busy, things will happen. Things, you know, get created and, you know, you get to do fun stuff and, um, it's exciting, you know. Yeah, it's fucking them again, isn't it? it yeah, is. they are loud. Fighter and the kid. Yeah, who's in there? I don't know. You should just bust in there after Can we yell at them. Can I yell? Huh? Shut up. Yeah, they're not gonna be able to hear us. Oh no, I want to do this. A waste of yelling. Let me do this. Let's see what they do. That's Theo. He goes, "Is that Theo?" Shut up. <laughs> We could hear you over here paying fourteen hundred a month. Shut the front door. Fighter and the kid. They're both gonna get their ass kicked. One more word out of you, and I'm gonna come over there and I'm gonna roll your ass. All right. It's Ray Liotta, you fuck. That ain't Will Sasso, that big fucking Flintstone. Have you guys ever thought of soundproofing? (laughs) This is unprofessional. You fucking Kratom junkies. Lay off the Kratom, you creeps. Those guys are always hopped up on all types of like rare uppers and stuff. Really? GNC, yeah. Oh, I GNC. drove past a GNC in Venice, and what's his name was out there for it before it opened, dude. Callan? That's huh? Callan? Both Cal- of them. 
It was Shao, but that's I think. weird. It was Showing Shao, up to GNC was... before GNC <laughs> oh, opens. I, I mean, I can understand a McDonald's for you know you're waiting for breakfast, but that's weird. Who is it? What Who the it, fuck are you <laughs> doing? Oh my god, bro! You look Come like on, a get over here. What's up, dude? Oh my they, god. they were telling us you were at the GNC before it opened oh, one day. I've been farting through yeah, my Yeah, you guys panties. left farts in here. Huh? Dude, we've been over this, Brian. That's right. Wasn't that gorgeous? Get older. That's Brady Matthews, dude. God damn it. Brady Matthews. Yeah. Yep, the exact same thing he said last time. He's an adult, dude. Exact same thing he said last time. Look at these. Hang on. Who's your guest? You're looking at him, bro. What, bro? Fucking guest. Just waiting, bro. Hey, I'll I'll come over after, man. I'll be your guest. Fight you on a show? Oh my god, dude. Is everything all right? Everything's way okay, dude. Break all your stuff. Break up all your shit. Dude, half this shit is your old shit. Yeah, we'll break it. Yeah, we'll break it. Yeah, I don't like the fucking plants. Yeah. Do you guys think you should do something about the sound thing? Yeah, get yeah, your man, shit together. Place. <laughs> dude. Like, you, shit. you own another cubicle. Damn, yeah, dude. All, bro. <laughs> oh bro, Brian's starting to look like... Really? Brian's starting to look like your stepdad, dude. Get your fucking life together, hey, dude. Well, look, you bro. guys are in shape. No, you're starting to look Croatian, bro. You gotta fucking tighten up, dude. Wow, you look third world, bro. You look third world successful, dog. You know what I'm saying, dude? Yeah, no shit, bro. No, don't say that. No, you look okay, but the. No, you look fine. It's the rest of you, though. You're ruining my podcast. That's all I'm talking about. What do you mean the rest of me? What? This shit is on, bro. What is he saying? You tell fucking Delia if he wants a strap to come and fucking get this bitch, dude. You have to look at that strap. Yeah, it's a fucking belt, you piece of shit. And it only costs $182, you cheap fucks, dude. What the fuck is this? Huh? That's a real knife. You got a knife? Yeah. And, s- and come and get those wooden shoes some guy made for you one time. Those are made out of solid wood, dude. Yeah, there's a worm living in one of them. Yeah, I bet you do. All right, we won't. Yeah, get your shit together, dude. No. That- oh, that guy has asthma. I'm a, I'm a premature baby. Yeah, that's one. That dude's a premature baby, dude. Seven months, and look what he's doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, bro, he is flexing his snap. He is said, fine. I have a good body. One more strong flex. That dude's going to break his own back, dude. He does look not Oh. <laughs> my bad, guys. Get a fucking guest, huh? Yeah, dude. You gotta come back. We fucking everybody. Get a guest, bro. Everybody, get a guest, bro. Wow. Back off the kratom. Back off the kratom, you apes. You apes. Bro, your shirt, bro. Dude, that shirt came with school supplies. Get your fucking life together, dude. Bro, that shirt is for a child. That shirt is for a fat kid. Yeah, I bet, dude. Wow. Does this happen every podcast? No, it doesn't, bro. Those guys are completely out of line, though. That was fucked. That was insane that they live right next door. I mean, what are the odds of that? Yeah. Oh, it's happened before. I mean, just, I mean, yeah. This is the first time they've come over and started shit, though. Yeah. We'll, we'll see about that. That's just the beginning, man. Yeah. I hope it's the end. Yeah. Um, 
But I think we can wrap it up, though, man. It's been a great episode. <laughs> it's been fun as shit, man. Yeah, it's been that good. It's really fun. You're going to be on mine. Yeah. We, uh, I'm we, excited. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited too, man. It's called Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum on iTunes. It's free. It is. Check it's it called out. Inside You with Michael Rosenbaum on iTunes. And uh, <laughs> Jeannie Buss is coming on here. You just had her on yours, she right? She was on, yeah. Yeah. She's coming on yours? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, She's you the best. You got to bring me up. We're dude, good friends. I love Jeannie. Well, the crazy the thing best. is, is that, um, yeah, I just messaged her the other day and said, I'd love to have you on. And then I'm looking through your guests and I was like, wow, what a smart guy. You know? Why does Siri just start talking? I don't know. But Jeannie, Jeannie is she's an awesome guest and she's like she's so open to talk we talked about her life and shit she's great did you guys ever date or no 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 never 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 yeah. she's always a pretty lady friend. she's a beautiful lady very charming i think i mentioned phil jackson's cock on my podcast with her really yep hmm. i asked her if it was big what'd she say she said just look at his hands <laughs> she told me she said i wouldn't take it in the first round but i drafted in the third or fourth that's what she said really yeah I think that's a compliment. I don't think so. There's only two rounds in an NBA draft, so there that was a lucky insult. Oh, there's only <laughs> two drafts. See, I don't know anything about basketball, so that is an insult. How's that happen yeah. in Indiana? I know, man. I, I wow, know, it's right? So true. Thanks. Where for it that. started? That's unlike you, Nick, to talk to me like that. Are <laughs> Who you, started? Are you having it? a schizophrenic? Henry <laughs> I think so. I think it's uh, what was the other uh, He'll, bipolar or whatever. Uh, yeah. Borderline. Dude, that's Jimmy Chitwood country, isn't it? And you fucking didn't even. Dude, that's Larry Bird country. That's fucking Michael Jordan's estate over. I Milo mean, and Otis. Yeah, that's uh, Jimmy Dean down on the farm. Oh, Bob Evans, Bob dude. Bob Evans down on the farm. Fuck yeah, dude. I had all that shit. Yeah, Ku Klux Klan. And, yeah, well, I don't... Yeah, It was Indiana. Was it? Yeah, a lot yeah. of people blame the South, and I say it a lot. I love Indiana, but, you know what I'm saying? Take back your product. We didn't start it. Do you remember Pizza King? Do you have Pizza King or Pizza Chef or Druthers? Uh-uh, we had somebody get killed outside of a little, little Caesars one time, though. Mr. Gaddy's? Oh, we had Mr. Yeah, Gaddy's, Mr. Gaddy's. I miss Mellow Yellow, dude. Mellow Yellow. Maybe, soda? Maybe some Pib. Oh, yeah. Dude, my buddy got a can of Mr. Pib one time, opened it. It was so thick, it wouldn't even come out of the fucking can, bro. How crazy is that? Do you still drink it? Huh? He uh he tried to suck some of it out. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking awesome. And that's America, dude. That's America. Um, and I'm trying to think of anything else that we wanted to cover. Not much. And you know Gianni, who's uh, who does our booking, right? Yeah, he's awesome. I play ice hockey with he's him an on actor Monday too. nights. Yeah, well, I didn't know he was an actor. He doesn't sleep. He's a good dude. hockey player, though. I watch his Instagram videos. He's like, he lives with like a bunch of little guys. They're all like small. How old is he? 26 or 40. He looks like he has to be about is 45. He, could he be about 40? If he dyed his hair on the on the uh, on the sides, if he dyed it gray on the sides, he could easily be 40. Yeah, one of those old sort of like a small short, Dutchman. Yeah, yeah, a small Dutchman, a flying small Dutchman. Yeah, nice guy though. Nice guy, definitely Funny. seemed like he'd be. I've a seen s- him naked. Have you really? Yeah. Well, we were in the locker room. Yeah, with Tom. Really? <laughs> no, no. I have. Uh, we, well, you know, we get changed in the locker room. I don't. I didn't try to see him naked, but you're naked around guys. You know. Yeah. What round would you draft him in? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Look, I really didn't look at it. It was like you know those glances aren't even. They're kind of just peripheral, like moments that you just like block out you don't care it's just a dick it's another dick in the locker room it's true especially as you get older now that's something that happens when you get older when you're young you'll look and you'll take in that dick a little bit with your yeah because it's a gel it's an envy thing it's you're not like, it doesn't damn. have to be a gay thing but sometimes if you see a dick you're like god man why is this dick so big you yeah know, gosh why is my dick not as big as that you know when you're younger and stuff then you get older you're just like i don't even care i, I have the dick that i have do we had, yeah well we had a black kid in our junior high school named mr larry right or middle school, right? He'd been in school Big old so hog long. On him. Oh, he'd been in school twenty four years, I think. And this was back when they let you stay in school 
until you either got it or they, they don't let you do that anymore. No, or they gave you a job at the school, right? <laughs> so I remember he would fucking come in while people have the pisser, and he would piss over. He would stand behind you, and literally he was so big he could just piss right over you into the fucking urinal, and that was like his big trick. And then they gave him a job as a um, custodian. Mr. Larry, bro. And he so was Mr. A, Larry just kept working there. He was a student and then just kept working at the institution there. He was a student until he just they're like, ah, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Larry's You're not the best a student. staple of this yeah. organization. He's we gotta keep him. Student and ain't your thing, but you definitely custodial you know, you're services. You're good here. And people like you and you got a job. And you got a huge cock and get pissed right over someone's shoulder. Cocktown, bro. Um, all right. <laughs> That's a good name for this one. Cocktown. Um <laughs> <laughs> Michael Rosenbaum, you can check out his podcast. It's available on iTunes and Stitcher and every place that podcasts are available. And Thanks, also man. a short film, horror film you just directed. Uh, I directed this movie, called, a little short called uh, Fade Into You. It was at ScreamFest. And um have a movie called The Neighbor with Bill Fickner's out. It's pretty cool. Check it out. And uh, I want to see that Sorority Boys. I'm going to see yeah, if I can get into that. Yeah, I think I did that, man. It's me and Harlan just being idiots. And it's a lot of fun and ridiculous humor. And my movie back in the day, I directed with Swartzen and Harlan. And uh, Miranda Baccarin from uh, Deadpool, she's mm. in it. Um, yeah, back in the day. That's I think if you like raunchy comedies, you'll fucking love it. It's a really? lot of good, good, good fun. Farts, you see dicks, you see everything. Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll put all the links. Um, <laughs> we'll put the links to to a couple of those uh, yeah. at the top, so people can check them out. Thanks, bro. Good. I loved it, man. Yeah, I had a good time. Good to be here. Well, wish I look better with you. You look good. You actually you've evolved since you got here. Really? Thank God, man. Because I was. You came in at probably rough. an eight. You're walking out at probably a strong eight. Would I walk in like five? Eight. I walked in as an eight? Yeah. How did I walk out as an eight? You did it. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this of mind I found I can feel it in my bones but it's gonna take a little time for me to set that parking brake and let myself all wild Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hey, sweetheart, here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Oh, hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. Oh, ho, ho. No.
I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.